0: The Greeks had a word for it, and the word was Sybil, meaning a woman who could foretell the future. Well, I have a word for it, too, but I can't repeat it here.
1: Theater 5 presents The Sybil of Sycamore Lane.
0: Way back at ancient Greece, there was a girl named Cassandra who always knew what was going to happen. She probably didn't know when she first realized she was a sibyl or a prophetess or whatever they call it. But I can tell you when I realized that I was. It was on a perfectly ordinary Thursday. At least it was ordinary up to about four o'clock. By that, I mean I'd spent the day the way any suburban housewife with two children would, being chauffeur, laundress, cook, gardener, what have you. But a little after four, the bell rang. And somehow I knew who it was before I opened the door. Hi, Kate. Oh, hello, Ethel. I knew it was you. Come on in.
2: What do you mean you knew it was me? How? I guess I must be psychic.
0: I was going to phone you, but then I thought... She won't be home now. Phil's mother's there, so Ethel left the kids with her and went to the sale at Moreland's. But she'll stop off here afterwards. And just at that minute... There I was. That's right. (laughs) Is that where you were? At
2: Moreland's? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Kate, you've got to go over there. They've got some absolutely terrific buys.
0: Well, maybe I will tomorrow. Why not now? Uh, The kids. I I don't want to take them there with me. It's it's probably a madhouse. Oh, it is. But if you like, I can stay here with them. Where are they? Out in the yard. Well, it's awfully nice of you, Ethel, and I'm I'm tempted, but. Linda, Sammy, come in here.
2: What did you say,
0: Mom? I said, come in here at once.
2: All right, Mommy. Come on, Sammy. Anything wrong, Kate? Uh, what?
3: <gasps>
2: oh, what in the name of? What's that?
0: What's what? Well, that that piece of metal out there.
3: It came from up there.
0: The sky. It's well, I'll say it did, and look what it did to the lawn.
2: Kate, what made you call the kids in like that? I don't know, Ethel. I just... Why? I thought you were kidding when you said you were psychic. But you must be. Well, just look where the darn thing landed. Right where the kids were playing. If you had called them in, they might have been killed. You're
0: right. I don't know what it is or where it came from, but I'm going to call the police a... Kill... Oh, my darling. Oh, Linda, Sammy. With everything that happened after that, of course, I never got to the station to pick up Adam, and Ethel never went to get Phil. They took a cab, got to the house just as the police were leaving. Kate, are you all
4: right? Why, uh, yes, Adam. Uh,
1: are, are you all right,
2: Ethel? Of course. Why?
4: Well, what do you mean, Why? First of all, neither of you shows up at the station. And when we get here, the place is blue with cops. Did anything happen?
2: Oh, and how. It really would have been something for your wife. What do you mean? You see that hole out there in the yard? Well, the police just took a piece of metal out of it that looked like it weighed a ton.
4: What? Where'd it come from? A
2: plane. A part of a wing or something. It was in trouble. Private plane. made a forced landing on the golf course. But that's not all. Linda and Sammy were playing in that very spot right there a minute before the thing hit.
4: Kate, they're
0: all... they're all right too, Adam.
2: Thanks to her. You know what she did? Just before the darn thing came down, she ran to the back door and called him into the house.
4: Good heavens! What made you do that, Kate?
2: Well, I don't know, Adam. Well, I know. Because she's psychic.
4: That's why. Psychic?
2: Mm-hmm. No reason for it, but something must have told her. She ran to the door and called him in.
4: And they really are all right?
2: Yes, dear. They're in the kitchen having some ice cream.
4: Uh, I need a drink.
2: Now that you mention it, I could use one myself.
4: Let me go in and take a look at them, and we'll all have one. In fact, several.
2: What do you mean, nonsense? Didn't you ever hear of anyone knowing about something before it happened? Like who? Like... Well, like the fortune teller at the gypsy tea room who told Gloria Bass
0: Joe was going to leave her.
4: (laughs) You didn't have to look at tea leaves or her hand to know that. You just had to look at Gloria. Very funny.
5: You're being very quiet, Phil. Where do you stand on all this? Oh, it's hard to say, Kate. Uh, Adam's right about the basses, but, well, on the other hand, well, there are a lot of things we still don't know much about, like extrasensory perception, you know, all that. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Come on, we better get going, Ethel. It's almost seven. Uh, But before we do, you wouldn't be psychic about anything else, would you, Kate? Like uh, maybe the stock market?
0: It's funny you should mention that. Is there a stock called Continental Chemical?
5: Yeah, I think so. Why?
0: I don't know. The name just came to me. Mm,
5: That's very interesting.
0: All right, Ethel, let's go. (laughs) As I said, that was on Thursday. The next day, when word got around, there were several phone calls about what had happened and quite a bit of talk. And the kids must have heard some of it because when we were driving to the station to pick up Adam, Linda said, Mommy, what does psychic mean? It means knowing about something. Well, knowing it's going to happen before it does happen.
2: Oh. Like what?
0: Like... Well, knowing that that light is going to change, turn green before we get to it. It did! Yes, of course. For once, the 518 was almost on time. Then, after Adam had kissed me and I'd
4: slid right, over honey. so we
0: could get behind the wheel.
4: Everyone set? Seat belts fastened?
0: Yes, Daddy. Uh, I'd wait a minute if I were you, Adam, so you don't get too close to Mr. Gately. Why? Because I think he had a few too many in the bar
4: car. Oh, come on now, Kate, you...
2: Uh-oh. Look at what Mr. Gately did.
0: It wasn't a bad crash. He just sideswiped a parked car, but Adam looked at me rather strangely. He looked at me that same way during dinner. And afterwards, when the kids were in bed and he was going over some papers he'd brought home with him... He looked at me again, somewhat differently, and said...
4: I wish I knew what was going to happen at the Rio conference next week. Do you, Adam? Uh-huh. Particularly what they'd do about the tariff agreement. Because that's the key issue. And well, while I think there's a good chance it'll be signed. Have you got any uh, ideas about it, Kate? About what? The tariff agreement at the Rio conference.
0: Oh, you know I don't know anything about economics, dear. I can barely balance the checkbook.
4: Well, I could explain it to you. It's for my quarterly report. Now, the Latin American section is the most important part of it. And what's going to happen down there depends entirely on whether or not... I'm sorry,
0: dear. But I'm afraid explaining wouldn't help. I either know things or I don't. But it's
4: not the... You want me to take it? No. Hello. Hi, Adam, it's Phil. Oh, hello, Phil. I saved the seat for you on the train tonight, but I didn't. Yeah, I know,
5: to... I took the uh, 542. That's one of the reasons I'm calling. Did you um, see what happened to Continental Chemical today?
4: No. I mean, I know the market was up generally. Yeah, but... sure,
5: sure. But Continental was top of the list. It went up eight points. So? Well, don't you remember what happened yesterday? I asked Kate if she ever got psychic about anything like the market, and she said she wasn't sure, but was there a stock called Continental Chemical? Well, I checked it this morning for the good, so I bought two hundred shares.
4: Two hundred. Yep.
5: And I've already made sixteen hundred bucks on it, thanks to Kate.
4: Nice going. Oh
5: boy, you can say that again. Hey, now we've got a date tomorrow—the picnic, right?
4: I think so. Well, tell Kate to forget
5: about fixing anything for it. It's going to be on us. Uh, there'll be sandwiches for the kids, but the four of us are going to have caviar and champagne. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, no, oh, no, sir, I don't want any argument about it. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: What
4: was that all about? Phil Bolton to say that the picnic tomorrow is going to be on them and that they're going to be caviar and champagne.
0: Oh, what's the occasion?
4: The fact that he took your tip on Continental Chemical, bought 200 shares, and it went up eight points.
0: I see. Did he make much on it?
4: 1600 bucks. Now, why didn't you say anything to me about it?
0: Because you didn't ask me.
4: Well, maybe not. But I did ask you about the Rio conference.
0: And I told you I didn't know anything about that. And
4: didn't I say I'd explain?
0: That wouldn't have helped. You can't force these things, Adam. I, I either know something or I don't.
4: You're really starting to believe this psychic nonsense, aren't you?
0: Well, if you think it's nonsense, why did you want to know whether I had any ideas about that conference of yours?
4: Well, I can't imagine. It must be Gresham's Law... Irrational ideas driving out rational ones.
0: Well, we can't have that, can we? I'd better remove the source of infection. Where are you going? One shouldn't have to be psychic to figure that
4: Ah, right, just a minute. Good night.
3: Good, Good night! <laughs>
0: to bed feeling a little upset. A little, but not too upset. After all, we've been married for over ten years and had disagreements before. Like this one? Well, maybe not exactly like this, but it's not serious. You'll see. He'll come upstairs, bumble around getting undressed, and he'll come over and say some Kate or darling or, or something like that. You think so? Okay.
3: Let's
0: see. Well, about a half hour later, he'd come up. But he didn't come over. Didn't say anything. He just got into his own bed and went to sleep. Well? All right. I guess maybe it's worse than I thought. Do you know why? What's wrong? Of course. He's a darling. Attractive and intelligent. And while he's always helped out with the kids and around the house, he... He thinks that there are certain things that are the man's department and others that are the woman's. And how do you feel about it? I'm all for it. I want him to be the man, the head of the family, and make the decisions, especially as far as money is concerned. Then why did you give Phil that hot tip about the stock? After all, Adam's an economist, and that was really moving over into his territory. I know. I guess it was a mistake. But Phil asked me and... Well, what are you going to do about it? The whole situation? I'm not sure. When you discover you have a special talent, a a gift like this one, you can't just forget about it. it. It's too valuable and important. More important than your marriage? No. And, of course, he was particularly annoyed tonight, even before the stock business, because of that bit about the conference. But... Oh, perhaps things will be better tomorrow. You mean you don't know how things will be tomorrow? No. I don't know everything. Really? Good night. Well, things didn't turn out the way I'd hoped. I woke up feeling gay and cheerful. It was Saturday, which was always fun. And it was going to be more fun than usual today because we were going on that picnic with the Bolton's. Adam was already up. He gives the children breakfast over the weekend. And the minute I walked into the kitchen, I got the message. Good morning, Mommy. Good morning, darling Sammy. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. Uh, is anything the matter?
4: Well, you probably wouldn't consider it important, and, uh, perhaps it isn't. But the kids both wanted bacon for breakfast, and there wasn't a strip in the house.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but they almost never want it. How was I to know that they would today?
4: I beg your pardon?
0: I said... All right. Forget it. You two having a fight? No, dear. Of course not.
2: Are you sure? Of
4: course.
2: Well, Daddy doesn't look so
0: sure.
4: He sure doesn't. Eat your cereal.
0: So everything was going to be all right today. You're some psychic toots. You better do something and do it fast. But I told you I don't want cereal this morning. I, I want I said this. I was sorry. Now you can have some for breakfast tomorrow. Oh. <gasps>
2: All right, mommy. What time are we going on the picnic? We're not. We're not? Why? Well,
4: if you look outside, you'll see. It's going to rain.
0: But we were supposed to go on the
2: picnic. It was all arranged. Mommy, is it going to rain?
0: Okay, Kate. Here's your chance. I don't think so. What did you say? I said I don't think it's going to rain. In fact, I'm quite sure it's not. Then
2: we can go, can't we? I mean, if Mommy says it's not going to rain, it's not Just going to...
4: Just a second. Okay. Have you taken a look outside, Kate?
0: Yes, it's quite
4: gray, but that doesn't mean
0: anything. Well,
4: then may I inform you that I listened to the news and weather at 8 o'clock and the forecast was for thunderstorms.
0: That doesn't mean anything either. Aren't the forecasts ever wrong?
4: But, of course, uh, you never are.
0: I didn't say that. I just said it wasn't going to rain today. And I... Oh.
3: Hello.
5: Hi, Adam. I thought I'd better check in with you so we could decide what to do about the picnic. I, I mean, it's obvious it's off for today.
4: No, not necessarily. Hmm? Kate says it's not going to rain.
5: It's not?
4: That's what she says.
5: Is she sure?
4: <laughs> Apparently.
5: Oh. Well, if she says so, uh, I t- I'll tell you what. Why don't we wait till this afternoon, say, uh, 2 o'clock, and if it hasn't rained by then, uh, maybe we'll go after all? Fine.
4: Are we going? We'll wait till 2 o'clock and see what the weather's like then.
3: 2 o'clock? What are we going to do till 2 o'clock?
4: Ask your mother.
0: It still hadn't rained by 2 o'clock, so we went. We and our car, the Boltons and their kids and theirs. No one else was at the picnic grounds, which... Wasn't surprising since the sky looked the way it must have just before Noah said, "All aboard." When I got out of the car, Phil said,
5: uh, "Look, uh, Kate, I, I've got all the faith in the world in you, but but
0: what? Uh, are you sure? I mean, I'm... I'm absolutely sure. I tell you, it's not going to rain."
5: Okay, let's get the stuff out.
0: Uh, do you want to hand-, hand me the blankets, Adam? Here you are. Uh, let's go down that way, toward the river. Uh, don't,
5: don't you think we should stay closer to the cars?
0: Why? I said it wasn't going to rain, didn't I? Uh,
5: yes. All right, everybody, let's go.
0: Uh. Uh. There's a good place. Over there, next to the... Stood there trying to look this and miserable. I was soaked, of course, but I didn't mind. The timing had been perfect. Then suddenly there was Adam.
4: Here, get under this.
0: Oh, thanks, Adam. Where did you get the umbrella?
4: <laughs> Where do you think? I may not be psychic, but I'm not a complete idiot.
0: No, you certainly are. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, that's all right. We're none of us perfect. Uh, can I ask you something? Of course. Have you talked to Mr. Whitman lately? Whitman? The little man with a cigar and the hamburger usually takes the 807.
0: Oh, no. I, I stood near him the other day when he was talking to that friend of his, but... I, why?
4: Because he's vice president of Continental Chemical. Must have known they were going to merge with Acme. And that's how you were so psychic about the stock.
0: Oh. You're probably
4: right. <laughs> I'm sure I am. Now, let's get back to the car.
0: We had the picnic in the Bolton's rumpus room, and it was fun. Everything was fun from then on. Adam was very concerned about me, afraid I'd catch cold. And, well, it took me quite a while to fall asleep that night. And as I lay there... Feeling pretty good, aren't you? Yes. It all worked out very nicely. Then you're not sorry about it. About what? Giving up that precious gift of yours. What do you mean, giving it up? Listen. To Adam's snoring? Why? Because in just a minute, he's going to turn over and stop snoring. See? I've still got it. If I ever read it'll be there.
1: Number five has presented The Sybil of Sycamore Lane, written by Robert Newman, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Fran Carlin, Stan Watt, Evelyn Juster, and Casey Allen. Audio engineers Neil Paltz and Marty Folia. Sound technician Ed Blaney. Script editor Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlostotzenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking.